0: From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, is Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, Senor. Deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty and Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. For this Wednesday, the 16th of March, the year of our Lord 2022, a new you in 22, this morning we're laboring under the tutelage of Honorary General Manager Volodymyr Zelensky and the brave people of Ukraine, once again. In fact, on this historic day, the aforementioned Ukrainian leader will be addressing the United States Congress, and presumably... Bring in the thunder in terms of demanding new aid, weapons, weapon systems, airplanes, no-fly zones, tanks, men. Mm -hmm. Probably mostly the first two or three. Unfortunately, Jack Boy will not be here to enjoy and analyze the historic address as he is ailing. Uh, got the same bug that's been afflicting uh, one or, or both of his, his little lads, so we're keeping in touch with him. But uh, lest he spread it to the whole crew, he is at home and uh, will be joining us, we hope, tomorrow. Uh, at any rate, uh, Vladimir Zelensky is due as we uh, speak these words. Perhaps you're listening in the future via podcast uh he's due to speak uh, to Congress Actually, in a minute he's now. speaking right now is he great great yeah. The plan is we are going to uh we're rolling on it as we say in the business, and we will bring it to you in its entirety uh in the next half hour or so. We just weren't sure how long it might be and whether it would fit into the the clock as we say around here the the chunks of show that we can accommodate long stuff in so uh we'll bring you that speech in its entirety in uh in a few minutes, so please do stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see. What do we do now? I suppose we could uh, start the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At... Mark. Just down the road, I meet Nina Chitalyuk, who seems like a sweet 71 year old grandmother. By the way, Nina says that if she saw Vladimir Putin, she would strangle him with her own hands right now.
1: I'm ready, she says.
2: If by God the Russians come here, I'll shoot them all and my hands won't even shake. I'll throw grenades at them.
0: Do not mess with granny. Wow. Wow. You know, I probably shouldn't go off on this tangent, but I can't help but uh, think about the contrasts in various societies around the world, how comfortable and uh, soft and self-indulgent some are compared to others. Um, uh, Specifically, we have an account uh, probably later in the show. It's not a high priority, but I just found it so interesting. A tech insider talking about... Uh, his, his co-workers, his uh, legions of co-workers at a very large tech company and their attitudes about life and themselves and the rest of it. And the contrast is just astonishing. So uh, the headline for today, other than Zelensky's address to Congress, may well be that Ukraine said it has launched a counteroffensive against Russian forces encroaching on the capital, Kiev, and other key cities hours before Zelensky was due to address Congress about the war in his country. Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, the thump of distant shelling echoed through the center of Kiev overnight as Ukrainian forces appeared to counterattack in the outlying towns of Irpin, Bukha, and Hostomel, which have been severely damaged in weeks of street fighting and artillery exchanges. The city and surrounding region were under an all-day curfew on Wednesday. You know, I heard that. I saw that alert in the wee hours, uh, getting up, as older men do occasionally, to relieve myself in the midst of the night and check the news headlines, which is really a stupid idea because it turns on my brain. Uh, But it it mentioned that an all-day curfew had been announced. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. Well, I wonder if it's about this uh, the counterattack. They knew that uh, it was going to be extremely dangerous, and they wanted the people off the streets. Ukrainian forces also said they pressed an offensive south and east of the southern port of uh, Mikhailiv, pardon me, uh, Mikhailivians, for my uh, Kamala-like stumbling and fumbling and bumbling. They're moving in the direction of Kherson, the only Ukrainian regional capital occupied by Russia since the war began on Feb. 24, which is worth uh, pausing and noting for a second. As we are three solid weeks into this, there's only one regional capital occupied by the mighty, mighty Russian forces, which as we and our experts have made clear to you outnumber the Ukrainians six, seven to one, perhaps in terms of men and equipment. Um, and yet they've had limited success. So the uh, the state of this counteroffensive, what it means, how successful it is, uh, how it might influence the next couple of days and couple of weeks, we'll bring to you as the show and uh, the conflict progresses. Plus, as promised, uh, we will also bring to you the words of Vladimir Zelensky to the United States Congress, and then... Every bit is interesting because we have a decent idea what he's going to say. Uh, We're going to keep track of what various uh, political and thought leaders in this country have to say about granting uh, Zelensky's wish list, how far we can go and how far people are willing to push Vladimir Putin toward a wider conflict. And as I'm sure Jack would jump in and, and point out, I and he are kind of sick of the constant worrying about making putin mad he's already mad he's already slaughtering people uh, i know we don't want nuclear war and to be some sort of a uh, chest thumping chicken hawk is the worst sort of uh, phoniness and, and uh, i don't like it neither do you i'm sure uh, at the same time there is a growing uh, stress about the fact that Russian drones, not like big giant Reaper drones and that sort of thing, Predator drones, but the uh, but smaller drones have crashed a number of times into NATO territory in the last couple of days. So Russian tools of war, maybe not serious tools of war, but Russian tools of war have now um, uh, made incursions into NATO airspace. And so at some point, NATO's got to get on the front foot and, and and poke a finger in Putin's chest. Of course, we're doing that to some extent now. The question is how hard and, and how often. So we will uh, continue on that tack discussing that. We have mailbag coming up, uh, an excellent freedom-loving quote of the day, and the Zelensky speech all to come. Stay with us.
1: Armstrong.
2: The
0: Armstrong and Getty Show. Man, I'm digging into this Ukrainian counterattack. And, you know, assuming this information is reasonably accurate, they've done some real damage. They took out a bunch of Russian aircraft on uh, on an airstrip that the, the Russians had taken over. Um, let's see, where is that? Uh, Kurson, the Kurson Airport. Kiev also said it shot down two Russian uh, jets over the Black Sea off Odessa. Uh, interesting. So as Zelensky speaking to the United States Congress, an address which we will bring you in full in just a few minutes, uh, the the Ukrainians are, are trying to punch back at the Russians and knock them backward a, a town or two. Interesting. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again from Abraham Lincoln. Speaking of leaders enduring unbelievable stress during unbelievably difficult times. The shepherd drives the wolf from the sheep's throat, for which the sheep thanks the shepherd as his liberator, while the wolf denounces him for the same act as the destroyer of liberty. Plainly, the sheep and the wolf are not agreed upon a definition of liberty. Hmm. Link, the backwoods lawyer, laying some wisdom on you. Mailbag. You can email us. Did you know that? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. And there is a reasonable chance your email will be read. Although the volume has been rather heavy lately, we appreciate it. Keep it shortish if you can. Keep it respectful. Come on, now we're all adults here. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Including if you see something we think you think we ought to be talking about. Uh, let's see, nice note from uh, Kevin J here. Jack, Joe, I don't really care what time we... Stay on. Oh, I'm sorry. I should read the subject line. Senate passes bill that would make daylight saving time permanent. Yes, Kevin Jay, one of about a thousand people who weighed in, saying, Roughly, I don't care what time we stay on. It just needs to quit changing. Please use any of your mighty influence to encourage your audience to contact the representatives and get this thing brought up for a vote and passed in the House. Kevin, consider our m- mighty influence engaged. There are some who would argue in favor of standard time, Uh, and there are legit reasons having to do with school kids uh, and, and, and daylight and the rest of it, and I am sympathetic to that argument. My argument in favor of daylight saving is entirely selfish, and that's that I'm an avid golfer with a day job, and I can play 18 holes more easily if the days are longer, but... You know, if the science says the kids are really suffering from going to school in the dark, and and again, I've read some of the science and it's fairly compelling, uh, let's just quit changing, for goodness sakes, or let the kids go to school at nine or something like that. There's so many things we do just because we've always done them, and it's so dopey. You think with the access to, you know legit science and, and the rest of it that we have in the modern world would be able to craft a society that just doesn't keep punching itself in the head because it's been doing that for a 100 years and it's kind of gotten used to it. Anyway, moving along on another subject, not entirely uh, serious or important, uh, but D writes, guys, come on now. How does the subject of Marianne Williamson get broached? And the great artist Michelangelo let the great patriotic message of our time, which is probably going to be the message uh, to President Zelensky from Congress, get passed to him. President Zelensky, the words of Marianne Williamson.
2: Americans are slow to wake up. Once we do wake up, we slam it like nobody's business. Slam it. Slam it. Slam it. Slam, it. Slam it. slam, it. slam it. slam it. Yeah. Slam it. Slam it. I'm running for president because it is time for this generation of Americans to slam it. (laughs) We slam it like nobody's business.
0: (laughs) You know what, D? You're right. You're right. Better late than never, though. Oh, that was even better than I remembered. Wow. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> I got tears. Uh, moving along, uh, Kevin, our invaluable COVID correspondent, writes, Guys, happy two-year anniversary of 15 days to slow the spread. Then he sends along a complete chart of the daily new confirmed COVID-19 cases and deaths per million people in the United States. Doesn't look like it worked, does it? We shut down the economy, destroyed millions of jobs, broke the world supply chains, and we still haven't recovered. We sacrificed our civil liberties, allowed politicians to rule us through emergency powers. A note on that in a second. Established biomedical apartheid, and these measures still haven't been lifted. Yes, in the Calunicornia, I believe it was the Senate uh, something or other committee. Got it right here. What the heck was the committee? Uh, Oh, it just says uh, Senate committee. Uh, They rejected a move to end the governor's, governor's emergency powers. Still a state of emergency. 90% of the state would walk around like usual business, but no. States of emergency are never rescinded if the politician, the so-called leader who benefits from them, can get away with it. It's just it's a truism of politics. Orwell was right. Study history. Moving along. Uh, back to Kevin's uh, note. These policies have been an unmitigated disaster and an utter failure, yet the same people who enacted them are still in charge. Measures are being dropped this year, not because of an acceptance that they didn't work, but simply due to growing public dissatisfaction. When will the reckoning come? I doubt it will ever come, honestly. I would hope it would soon, but I fear it will take a generation to fully account for the damage that was done and properly assigned fault. We were told it would take 15 days, but we'll be lucky if it takes 15 years to sort this whole thing out. Anyway, Owen, two. That's the invaluable uh, Kevin. Uh, Yeah, I I don't think the measures did no good. But they were heavy-handed, overwrought, overly long. And, you know, as study after study has shown, people's reasonable adult judgments about how much risk to take and how much caution to take have been much, much, much more significant than any government mandates. People don't want to be dead. At least most people. Jesse S- uh, Sommelier, for instance, insisted over and over again he was not suicidal. i uh, have an update on that. Um, but it was voluntary, reasonable, free people making reasonable uh, adjustments of their lives to deal with the threat as they saw fit. Not idiotic, idiotic, ham-handed government regulations that kept healthy 17-year-olds from going to school. Unbelievable. Moving along. Uh, Liz writes, Jack, Joe, thanks for making my four-hour shift of shoveling horse poop a joy and informative. Well, that's honest work if you can get it. Jack shoveled a cow poop early in his working life, so I don't. Maybe there's a poop shoveler's union or encounter group, or I don't. Maybe you have an a, a online uh, web thing. You all get together and compare notes. But uh, first, started listening when I was eighteen thirty-four. Now, now this is an interesting note. The subject line is "Consequences Lead to Change." Anyway, I'm an ex-meth junkie, alcoholic, and appreciated Joe's statement. That's me. Jack is uh, ill, so he'll be back tomorrow, we hope. Uh, She appreciated my statement, stop removing consequences for bad decisions, or you will get more bad decisions. She writes, I'm six years sober. It took me 10 years in and out of treatment centers before actually getting sober. I grew up in Marin County, California, spoiled. My parents, bless their hearts, thought if they kept making my life easier and giving me things, I would be happy and stop using drugs and drinking. The only thing that got me sober was when everything was taken from me. They cut me off completely. Life got uncomfortable enough, and I felt enough shame and guilt, healthy emotions that lead to changing behavior, that I decided to do the work to change. So the only way to fix this junkie problem isn't to throw money, acceptance, and resources at them. It's to kick them off the streets, lock them up, and mandate them to get treatment. That should make them feel unwanted because they are. They're not unwanted as human beings. They're unwanted as homeless junkies taking away the safety and beauty from our cities for taxpayers and working people. Strive to be better every day. Thanks, guys. No, thank you, Liz. Those words are incredibly powerful no anybody anybody with any you know human soul or conscience or or i don't know perhaps uh, reads the bible now and again understands that every human being is pulled in the direction of goodness and and wickedness or evil whatever you want to call it and if you're not religious just you know you've seen human nature right we're all tempted and speaking for myself there have been a number of things that have kept me from the dark side, have kept me from making bad decisions, wrong decisions, selfish decisions. And one, of, and one of the main factors in that is it would have terrible negative consequences for me and the people I love. Please don't remove negative consequences from bad decisions and bad behavior or you'll get more of them. And it's a a cruelty to those people who, for instance, have a drug habit or an alcohol habit to enable them. It's not kind. It's cruel. President Volodymyr Zelensky addressing Congress will have that address for you in full coming up in moments. If you miss part of the show, you can grab it later via podcast. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Welcome. Hope you're well. Jack is off today. He's a bit under the weather, so we're hoping he comes back soon. Uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, has addressed the United States Congress. Uh, I'm glad we handled it the way we did because the speech is in three sections. Uh, we're going to play two of them for you. Uh, the first one is through an interpreter and Zelensky uh has some really interesting things to say about the the nature of NATO and Europe and the alliance and and that sort of thing um and then the second part uh will describe to you it's a video which will describe when it aired it's extremely visual it wouldn't there wouldn't be any point in playing it on the radio uh and we'll describe that to you and then in the next segment Zelensky brings it home in English and you get the Churchillian address that you may have been expecting. Uh, But here are the words of Vladimir Zelensky to the United States Congress.
2: My colleagues, Slava Ukraina. Slava Ukraina. Good boy. Glory to heroes. Thank you very much. Madam Speaker, members of the Congress, ladies and gentlemen, Americans, friends i'm proud to greet you from ukraine from our capital city of Kyiv a city that is under missile and air strikes from russian troops every day but it doesn't give up and we have not even thought about it for a second just like many other cities and communities in our beautiful country which found themselves in the worst war since world war ii i have the honor to greet you on behalf of the ukrainian people brave and freedom loving people who for eight years have been resisting the russian aggression those who give their best sons and daughters To stop this full-scale Russian invasion right now the destiny of our country is being decided the destiny of our people whether Ukrainians will be free whether they will be able to preserve their democracy Russia has attacked not just us not just our land not just our cities it went on a brutal offensive against our values basic human values it threw tanks and planes against our freedom against our right to live freely in our own country choosing our own future against our desire for happiness against our national dreams just like the same dreams you have you Americans just like anyone else in the United States I remember your national memorial in Rushmore the faces of your prominent presidents those who laid the foundation of the United States of America as it is today democracy independence freedom and care for everyone for every person for everyone who works diligently who lives honestly who respects the law we in ukraine want the same for our people all that is normal part of your own life ladies and gentlemen friends americans in your great history you have pages that would allow you to understand ukrainians understand us now when you need it right now when we need you right now remember pearl harbor terrible morning of december 7 1941 when your sky was black from the planes attacking you just remember it remember september the 11th a terrible day in 20 t- 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities independent territories in battlefields when innocent people were attacked attacked from air yes just like nobody Else expected it. You could not stop it. Our country experiences the same every day. Right now, at this moment, every night, for three weeks now, various Ukrainian cities Odessa and Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Sumer, and Lviv, Mariupol and Dnipro Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people Russian troops have already fired nearly 1,000 missiles at Ukraine countless bombs they use drones to kill us with precision. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years. And we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for, to create a no-fly zone zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone. Something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need: S-300 and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft, powerful, strong air uh, aviation to protect our people, our freedom, our land, aircraft that can help Ukraine, help Europe. And you know that they exist and you have them. But they are on earth, not in Ukraine in the Ukrainian sky. They do not defend our people. I have a dream. These words are known to each of you today I can say I have a need. I need to protect our our sky. I need your decision, your help, which means exactly the same, the same you feel when you hear the words, I have a dream. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, Ukraine is grateful to the United States for its overwhelming support for everything that your government and your people have done for us, for weapons and ammunition, for training, for finances, for leadership in the free world, which helps us to pressure the aggressor economically. I am grateful to President Biden for his personal involvement, for his sincere commitment to the defense of Ukraine and democracy all over the world. I am grateful to you for the resolution, which recognizes all those who commit crimes against Ukraine against the Ukrainian people as war criminals. However, now it is true, in the darkest time for our country, for the whole Europe, I call on you to do more New packages of sanctions are needed constantly, every week, until the Russian military machine stops. Restrictions are needed for everyone on whom this unjust regime is based. We propose that the United States sanctions all politicians in the Russian Federation who remain in their offices and do not... Uh, Cut ties with those who are responsible for the aggression against Ukraine from uh, state Duma's members to the last official who has lack of morale to break the state terror. All Americans company must leave Russia from their market, leave their market immediately because it is flooded with our blood. Ladies and gentlemen, members of Congress, please take the lead. If you have companies in your districts who um, finance the Russian military machine-leaving business in Russia, you should put pressure. I am asking to make sure that the Russians do not receive a single penny that they use to destroy people in Ukraine. The destruction of our country, the destruction of Europe. All American ports should be closed for uh, Russian goods. We, um, peace is more important than income. And we have to defend this principle in the whole world. We already became part of The anti-war coalition, a big anti-war coalition that unites many countries, dozens of countries, those who reacted to, in principle, to President Putin's decision to invade our country. But we need to move on and do more. We need to create new tools to respond quickly and stop the war, the full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine, which began on February 24th and it would be fair if it ended in a day in 24 hours that evil would be punished immediately. Today the world does not have such tools. The war of the past have prompted our predecessors to create institutions that should protect us from war. But they unfortunately don't work we see it you see it so we need new ones new institutions new alliances and we offer them we propose to create an association u 24 united for peace a union of responsible countries that have the strength and consciousness to stop conflicts immediately provide all the necessary assistance in 24 hours if necessary even weapons if necessary sanctions humanitarian support political support finances everything you need to keep the peace and quickly Save the world, to save lives. In addition, such associations, such union could provide assistance to those who are experiencing natural disasters, man made disasters, who fell victims to humanitarian crisis or epidemics. Remember how difficult it was for the world to do the simplest thing, just to give vaccines, vaccines against COVID to save lives, to prevent new strains. The world spent months, years doing things like that much faster to make sure there are no human losses, no victims. Ladies and gentlemen, Americans, if such alliance would exist today, that is U24, we would be able to save thousands of lives in our country in many countries of the world, those who need peace, those who suffer inhumane destruction. I ask you to watch one video video of what the Russian troops did in our country, in our land. We have to stop it. We must prevent it, preventively destroy Every single aggressor who seeks to subjugate other nations. So
0: if that were the end of the address, that would be a very strange and ill-advised end. Uh, the the proposal for a new union of of the free world uh, is an intriguing one and and perhaps a very good one although it's a bit of a distraction from the immediate need of Ukraine. But like I say, <clears throat> that's not actually the end of uh, Zelensky's speech. Uh, he shows them the video, which we'll describe it in a moment, then absolutely brings it home. Do not go away. That's next. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're just tuning in, we played for you the first portion of Vladimir Zelensky's comments before the United States Congress. They weren't comments. They were a speech, obviously. It's difficult to appreciate the true skill of a speech through, the, through an interpreter, but it was quite good and quite intriguing uh, and a little more analysis to come. But we need to bring it home. He showed a video of beautiful Ukrainian cities before the war began and then uh, scenes of increasing devastation, death, blood, horror. And he just got done uh, showing that to the United States Congress when he finishes uh, addressing them in English.
1: Today, today it's not enough to be the leader of the nation. Today it takes to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Peace in your country doesn't depend anymore only on you and your people. It depends on those next to you, on those who are strong. Strong doesn't mean weak. Strong is brave and ready to fight for the life of his citizens and citizens of the world. For human rights, for freedom, for the right to live decently and to die when your time comes and not when it's wanted by someone else by your neighbor today the Ukrainian people are defending not only Ukraine we are fighting for the values of Europe and the world sacrificing our lives in the name of the future that's why today the American people are helping Not just Ukraine, but Europe and the world to keep the planet alive, to keep justice in history. Now I'm almost 45 years old. Today my age stopped when the hearts of more than 100 children stopped beating. I see no sense in life if it cannot stop the deaths. And this is my main mission as the leader of my people, great Ukrainians. And as the leader of my niche, I am addressing the President Biden. You are the leader of the niche, of your great nation. I wish you to be the leader of the world. Being the leader of the world means to be the leader of peace. Thank you. Slava Ukraine.
2: Glory to Ukraine.
0: As you might expect, thunderous, unanimous applause for the speech from Vladimir Zelensky that went on for quite some time. Uh, and I'm sure he was gratified, but thinking, I don't need applause, I need weapons. Uh, an eloquent and moving speech uh, by Zelensky. It'll be interesting to see what the reaction is. He was quite direct in the first part of the speech in requesting more weapons, more ammunition, more sanctions. Uh, harder sanctions, all American companies to pull out of the Russian economy. Uh, No-fly zone. Absolutely specific and unequivocal. We need a a no-fly zone. The skies of Ukraine have become death. Um, And uh, he he, he just needs more help, and he needs it rather urgently. And um, uh, some of the reactions from senators, congresspeople are starting to pour in. We'll bring some of those to you during the next hour of the show. If you miss it, grab the podcast later. But... um, I've got to admit, as I was thinking about this and reading about this yesterday, um, after the show, there were times that I indulged myself in a, uh, I don't know, a, a daydream, of fantasy about delivering a speech or hearing a speech by an American president saying, essentially, the United States is the most awesome power ever seen on the face of the earth. And you have provoked us. Vladimir Putin. We have stood patiently by, hoping there were a way to end this conflict without a greater conflagration. We have asked, we have ordered, we have begged you to think sanely about this and to end the carnage. There is no victory here for you in Ukraine. At best, you will have a bloody and eternal, an eternally expensive occupation You have 24 hours to cease hostilities or the awesome wrath of the United States and NATO will come down upon you. The skies of Ukraine will be dark with the aircraft of the free world. Your forces will run. They will flee for their lives. You have 24 hours. But, of course, that brings on the specter of a wider regional war, maybe A nuclear holocaust, perhaps. And it'll be decades in the future when we know how this plays out and who's to blame and who's to get credit for the results. So much more to come. Please do stay with us if you can. Armstrong and Getty.